Hey, this is Dr. Mrinalini Garv. I am the founder of Unshackled Career Woman. If you are wanting to learn how to embrace change and navigate through disruption as a leader, then listen to the Leadership is Changing podcast with my good friend, Dennis Giannoutsis. Welcome to Leadership is Changing. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change. This is taking your leadership to another level by finding the balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsas. Hey, welcome to the show, Leadership is Changing. What we as leaders know to be true is that change is constant. Leaders everywhere confront similar obstacles because people are people, but everywhere you go, leaders are overwhelmed, disrupted, and under pressure. They run from email to email, meeting to meeting. Many leaders are not changing quick enough, which means they run the risk of becoming irrelevant and being left behind. So perhaps the show is taking our listeners' leadership to another level by finding their balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. I believe we don't have enough effective leaders in the world today, and if we can get the leaders to step up and lead change, then they can inspire real change. Hey listeners, it's now time to adapt in our fast-moving world. Welcome to today's episode. Great to have you here with us. And I've got a wonderful guest with me today. Her name is Dr. Marina Lini Garv, and she is America's exclusive career coach for South Asian professional women, a best-selling author, multiple-time career changer, and she's worked as a physician, leadership coach, and business professor in world-renowned organizations. Having had to maneuver her career success without a mentor that looks like her or had experiences similar to hers, she has become that mentor to South Asian professionals to help them master their career so they can achieve the ultimate success they didn't even know was possible for them. Rina Alini, welcome to you. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Dennis. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, awesome. Now, whereabouts in the world are you today? I'm located in Georgia. I'm in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, so in the U.S., great. Yeah, very good. In the U.S., yes. Yeah, 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 good. Now, great to have you here. Now, tell me something. I've given a quick introduction of you to our listeners. Is there anything else you'd like to tell us about your background? Yes, my mission really is to help other women just like me, who speak like me, who look like me, who resonate with me, women of color who have suffered with being underpaid, passed over for promotions and never saying anything because of the culture and the way we were raised. Just to accept anything, we have been given and be grateful for that. And yet we felt that we didn't have a voice. And we didn't know that we were allowed to have a voice. So in my culture, to tell you, especially if you're a woman, <laughs> who uh, you know, they tell you who to marry. You know, it has to be a man. And if you do love a woman or another man, they don't hear you. They don't see you. And the next thing you know is that you got into an arranged marriage with a man. And not only that, they tell you what to study, what not to study. And you find that you are into an arranged career also. <laughs> so I was arranged to be a doctor. I did not even like that. But that became my life. And ultimately, I found my voice and I decided to follow my dreams. And now I'm a career coach. Now I teach women to learn how to overcome what I had to overcome in my career. So they don't have to be someone else. They can be themselves. They can have their voice. They don't have to follow that programming that happened to them from the society. And they can actually go and live their life and career as they want. 
And what I've seen is that women leave anywhere from 10 to 70K dollars on the table because they do not negotiate their salary. And I decided this has to stop. And I help women negotiate that increase, you know, 10,000 upwards to 70K and more in their salary. And I, and I help them speak up in the meetings so they can be seen and admired as a leader and fast track to the next level. Wow, listeners, boom, what an introduction. What a way to start this episode. And I'm loving what you're sharing there because I think you're so right. I mean, I've had people who have reported into me in my global, uh, you know, when I was in my roles, uh, uh, Hewlett Packard and so forth, and part of the global team and Asia Pacific Japan team and that. And I had people, uh, women in particular, reporting into me huge talent, huge amount to offer. And at times they felt they didn't have, well, they didn't have the confidence. They self-doubted themselves based on exactly what you've just been sharing. And it was just beautiful to allow them to have an environment to, to fly, to be them, to be who they should be, to have their voice heard. And this is one of the reasons why I started the podcast was because I feel that if you think about my journey with the voice, with the tumor and so forth, that people, voices being heard and being a voice of impact is very important. And so, awesome. I'm loving what you shared. So that's really cool. Hey, um, let's get into the, the other questions as well, if you're all good with that. And the first question here is, how did you get into leadership? That's a great question. And I appreciate it. First of all, I want to really dive into the definition of leader. A lot of people think that leader equals a title. Leader equals managing people. And that is not right. Leader is taking charge of your life, of your career. That's how I see leadership as. And when you're working in any organization, that's what everyone wants to do. You know, we don't apply for jobs to make friends, to be liked by others. We apply for jobs because we want to see us grow. And what I realized was a lot of us waste our potential. I have interviewed hundreds of women Amazing, like in the frontline staff to CEOs. And I have seen that they still have so much more potential that they have not been able to meet. And I realized that this can't be it. I mean, this can't be it. And that's when I started my journey of understanding what leadership is. You know, what does it mean to influence as a leader? What does it mean to help people grow? What does it mean to influence and make an impact? And that really seduced me. <laughs> and I realized that any person has the potential to be a leader as long as they are willing to really look within and really explore the edges of their comfort zone and be okay with accepting who they truly are, who are they authentically, and how they can really zoom ahead in their career and achieve their goals. And that's what led me to go deeper, really understand leadership. And now I teach people to get to that level where they want to be. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. And whew, I'm taking notes. Listeners, if you're not taking notes, you should be. You should replay because there are some wonderful things being shared. Now, tell me, this could be, you may have several, but who's your favorite leader and why? Now, this person can be alive or from history. So who is that person? You know, one person that really made a big mark on my mind is the CEO of Johns Hopkins Bayview Medical Center. That's where I worked at that time. His name is Greg Schaefer. 
And he did not teach me to teach me, but I learned this by observing him. And how amazing, right, that you are teaching others without really teaching them. So I remember on, you know, one of our walks, you know, as we were walking through the hospital, he saw a paper pin on the floor. And he bent down and picked it up and put it in the trash can. Now, this might seem like a very simple gesture, but it made me think because, you know, I come from India and India bosses do not do those things. So I saw this humility in this person and I actually asked him, you know, why did you pick up that paper pin? And he said, you know, one of the missions of our hospital is safety. And if I'm not living that mission, who will? So I have to be that example. That was one thing. And then the second thing that he taught me was, he said, I don't care if people like me or not, but respect is non-negotiable. And this is something very important that I teach my clients. It is not important to get people to like you. It is important though to get them to respect you. And as soon as they start respecting you, they are going to put you in a completely different league and you will stop all the people pleasing business, you know, that we do. We want to make our bosses happy, our colleagues happy. We have to move away from that and make respect as our gold standard. So it was just amazing to have those two things stand out and it was great to see him lead. Excellent. And what I was just about to say, and I'm glad you shared those exa- those two examples of what he did, because he's not a name that everyone knows around the world, like a, a Mandela and so forth. But see, that's, that's somebody who's had impact on you, but also others, many others. And when you said, I don't know if you noticed what you said, but when you actually talked about the paperclip thing on the, on, the, on the ground, and you talked about people in India, and you said, and the people who are the boss in India wouldn't do that. You see, that's the difference between a boss and a leader. Two different things. Yeah? Yes. Yeah, so that's that's interesting. And and then when you said about the respect is non-negotiable, love that. I think that's, that's really good because there are so many people today who are trying to do things to get approval or to be liked, right? And, um, and it's wrong. It should be, you should do what you need to do because of a purpose and a reason. And yeah, what you just said, respect is non-negotiable, what he was saying. Very good. Mm. Yeah, that has to stop, right? Looking for validation from others. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, totally. Now, the podcast here is called Leadership is Changing. That's the title. When I say that title statement, what does that mean to you? When we say leadership is changing, I mean, these days, this is, you know, during COVID and after COVID. There's a, I mean, before COVID and after COVID, it is completely changed. This time, this lockdown has given people a lot of time to reflect. They have introspected. They are trying to understand what their purpose is, why they are doing what they are doing. And they are realizing their worth. They are realizing that I can be so much more productive when I'm at home. And they are going to challenge. They are going to challenge organizations if they make it compulsory for everybody to come in the building to work, they are going to be challenged because people are realizing that they add so much more value. They can be in the home environment and they can be productive and they can be creative. And it seems like a perk, right? It used to be a perk in the past. This actually might become the norm. So when I think about leadership changing, I want organizations to keep this in mind, to have eyes on the prize, not on the how. You set goals for the employees and then you let them lose. Let them become creative, bring their best work in the environment where they are the most comfortable. 
and let them do the magic. And that's what I see that we cannot have that conventional rules around this, that you have to be at work from nine to five because they can do that work in their home in a short amount of time so that they can take on bigger, better strategic responsibilities and give much more. Yep. Organizations set the strategy, get out of the way and let the employees get on with the magic and get them, let them do what they need to do, I think is really important. And, you know, when you said about adding value and you said about, you know, working from home, of course, there's the work and then there's also the creative side. I think what's really quite important here is that we can add value to the home life by being home. We mm-hmm. can add value to the work life and also being creative is giving us that space to be creative. And I think it's that's wonderful to, to, to think about and really good. Let the magic happen. I like it. Alrighty. So what we're going to do is think about now. So we've been talking about leadership and, and whole. Now let's talk about the leader themselves, the individual. Mm-hmm. You and I and the rest of the world, we're living in a very fast-paced, ever-changing world from a social, technology, business. It's just moving. Now, when we think about leaders as an individual, what do you think, based on those interviews you're talking about, based on meeting people, teaching, and so forth, what makes a leader successful in today's fast-paced, ever-changing world? My answer might come as a surprise because these are the things that nobody wants to talk about. There are two major things that would make a leader extremely successful in this fast-paced, ever-changing world. One is to actually slow down, slow down to go faster. And what I mean by that is really connecting with your purpose. And the reason we do not connect with our purpose is because of our wounds from way before, wounds from our childhood, the conditioning that might have been imposed upon us to be a certain way, to do things a certain way. Hush, hush, do not talk about this. You know, the fear of authority could be coming from because we were told to hush ourselves because nobody wanted to hurt someone else's feeling, some important family members, right? And constantly worrying about what would others think, right? Oh, my son or my, you know, my daughter, my child did not get this grade. What are people going to think? So that shame, that guilt, you know, that's like shoved down you, whether you want it or not, Hmm. right? So when you are going after something, you're going to feel that I'm not enough. I'm inadequate. I'm afraid for asking that raise. I'm afraid of speaking up because I'm afraid what will people think? What if my idea is wacky and it's not so great? But isn't that what an organization want to have wacky ideas so that you can be creative? You can come up with best ideas. So it's important that we slow down and really understand why we have become the way we have become and really address what might have made us the person that we are now and who do you want to be because that is important and then go for it. And then the second thing is, and maybe it is because of the conditioning, maybe it is because of the programming that we run after someone else's dreams. So if someone is making 500K or they are a vice president or a director or a manager, whatever, right? We go after that and then we just feel like, why am I not hitting that goal? And I see that person, she or he is less qualified than I am and they are zooming ahead of me. And then we wonder, oh, there must be something wrong with me. But that's because that's not your path. That's not your dream, It's almost like you are being nudged by the higher powers or universe or whatever you want to call it. When you meet those obstacles, it is a nudge 
for you to really think about what is it that your heart really wants. And when you get clear on what success, the true definition of success is for you, then everything is amazing. Then success, even if you hit roadblocks, then it becomes like a video game. Oh, I uh, went to level two. Oh, shoot, you know, game over. But then it, it becomes exciting to get to that next level. Otherwise, it is filled with struggles. It is filled with doubt. It is filled with unhappiness. And if you're unhappy at work, it is going to leak in your personal life. It is. It it does. It impacts your health. You get sick. You get chronic illnesses, autoimmune disorders, and it impacts your children because now you're not happy and you might snap out at them. Your relationship gets impacted. Intimacy gets impacted. So it is not worth it to run after someone else's dream. So the key is to really understand who you truly are. What are you meant to do on this planet? And it is not very hard to find that out. And then just go after it. And the money and recognition and everything will follow. There you go, listeners. Slow down to go faster. Don't run after someone else's dream. And I think it's just perfect in what you're saying there. Marie Nalini, you're sharing some wonderful insights here and, and putting it away for people to understand. I think that a lot of people do are going home overwhelmed. They are tired. They are working some long hours. There's that stress, as you said, and they're chasing something else that's not there. So listeners, based on what we've just been hearing, there are clues out there that tell you sometimes that it's not the right thing, right? We're not talking about that to do something from where you are, where you want to go to, that there is sometimes going to be struggle. We're not talking about that at all because nothing's going to be perfect. There will be some struggle that you need to go through. That's part of how we grow. But sometimes we are doing things in life that is just not congruent with who we are or where we want to go. And we're trying to run run after someone else's dream where the clues are quite big. Now, I actually think personally, and I'm going to be a little bit vulnerable here, I actually think that that tumor that I got on my vocal cord was a reason for me not actually using my voice and getting my voice out there enough. And I wanted to do it, but I was holding it back. Hence why I started this podcast is to allow that voice to come out, right? And to also help other leaders develop their voice going forward. And so, Nalini, thank you for sharing what you just shared. I think that was that is spot on. Slow down to go faster and don't run after someone else's dream, which is really good. Yeah, excellent. Now, look, we've been talking about leaders a lot so far in this episode. Let's change lenses or change gear. And now let's look at it from the perspective of an employee. Okay, we look at it from their perspective. How are their expectations of leaders changed? That's a great question. You know, employees are hard workers. You know, they take up that job because they want to put in their heart, soul, everything in the work. And they want to do all the right things. And they do. What their expectation is that when they are doing all this hard work, they want to be seen. They want to be heard. What happens is employees get sidelined. They do all the hard work, but the manager or the leader, they don't shine the spotlight and all the things that employees do. Maybe the employees show that final product, right? Maybe the best report or the amazing PowerPoint slides or anything that they're working on, right? They create that product, but a manager or a leader has to really look at the effort that employees put in to get there. What happens is they just talk about, oh, thank you for the data. Great job. Done. 
but they don't get any credit or recognition for the hours that they have put into this. So employees, if you want the employees to thrive, you have to really look at them for everything that they bring to the table like all the work that you do. But in addition, you know, the, the world is shrinking. The world is shrinking and we are going to work with people from all over the world. So it's very important to understand the culture, right? So if someone does not speak up, that does not mean that they are not ambitious, that they are ill-equipped for the next level. They are meek. It's not that. But that's what, you know, culture, when you don't understand, that's how it gets misconstrued. And then the opportunities go to somebody else who speaks up. And it's very important to have that understanding. And although I have said that the leader should do that, but I think the ultimate onus is on the employees themselves to not shy away from speaking and talking. Yes, there is fear. But you know what? If you have moved from one country to another, it was scary. If you could do that, speaking up is not that hard, but you have to advocate for yourself. And if you do not do it, uh, if you do not know how to do it, then get help. This help available everywhere. But that cannot be an excuse for you to staying stuck and not asking for the salary that you deserve and working harder and harder because that is not going to give you anything other than stress. Yep. Yeah, it will. It will. And a lot of people are staying uh, stuck as well. I think you're right. So going back to the a little bit earlier on where you just said about go slow to go faster, I think what we do is I don't even th- I don't even think some people say when they get the data, they say thank you. Sometimes they just say, okay, and then just get on. What I, I've just done an episode recently on the Ask Dennis, the freestyle episodes, and it's uh, the title was Celebrate Milestones. And what I mean by that is that we're not, leaders aren't taking just exactly what you just said. Leaders aren't taking time out to stop and celebrate or recognize and even debrief on some piece of work that we've done so then we can learn from it. But also, thank you, the team. This is great. But we're just moving on to the next thing and people are just <laughs> finding it hard, right? And so I think it's really important. Now, the world's shrinking. That's a great way of thinking about it. In other words, I think the world's, your footprint's expanding. And it's the opposite way of saying it. In other words, because of technology today, we're able to, even like this, you and I are doing this interview right now. Because of technology, you're in the US, I'm in New Zealand, but the world is shrinking, right? Because we can be so, so accessible to everybody. Very good. Some really good things there. If I was to get you to get your crystal ball out here now and start talking about the future, where do you see leadership being in five years? You know, there had been this buzzword a few maybe half a decade ago, EQ, right? Having a high EQ. And I think that word somewhere got lost. I mean, we all talk about having a high EQ, but I think in five years, we'll have to change completely. We'll have to take EQ at yet another level and actually talk about love, you know, like loving my people. I want to help them grow because when you love somebody, it's unconditional. So really looking at their potential, encouraging them to explore the edges of their comfort zone and supporting them to get to that next level, helping them achieve their dreams. Because, you know, when you're helping an employee, you're not only helping that person, you're helping his family. And when this employee is happy and feels supported and taken care of, you know what? They bring that joy to their family and it impacts their children, right? So being a leader who actually unconditionally loves his people impacts generations to come. So I think that's where 
I think leadership will go because people are making that ask. They want to be loved. They want to be taken care of. And, and that does not mean that the employees do not have their responsibility, but they have to make it clear that this is what I need and this is how you can support me and ask for that support. Do you have a leader of the past that you think, wow, they were a really great leader, and maybe the leader that you shared earlier on. But I think that leader, like even just the one that you shared right before about you know the, the examples that you gave about helping people and so forth. What's really quite interesting here is that I find that when we do something or we say something, it has impact. And this is what you're talking about. This is about the impact for generations. Have you ever had someone come to you or have you ever gone to a leader before and said, thank you for doing this because you said something to me two years ago or six months ago or five years ago. Have you ever experienced that? Yeah, I have. There have been a few people, few leaders that I look up to and they have been, I did not directly report to them, but they were leaders. I especially remember a COO of one of the organizations where I worked and we hit it off. Right. And and she shared things with me vulnerably. She supported me. And it was just great. And just knowing that this person sees you, understands you, that changes everything how you show up at work. It's not difficult, really. It's not difficult. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people don't even have eye contact. I mean, how bad is that? Right. <laughs> but yeah, it, it changes everything. The dynamic changes and you give a little bit, just a little bit care and the employees are going to give you 10 times more in return. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're right. I mean, it's, it's, they will give you so much more back. And that impact will be for generations, as you said. Because you see, I think for a lot of us, what we see being done to us, what we experience, we think that that's how it needs to be done. So then we'll go off and do it others, whether it be good or bad. And that's how it does impact on other generations. But I think we, you and I and our listeners are the sum of other leaders and what we've learned and what we've seen we like and what we don't like. And that's how we develop as, as leaders. Wow, that's excellent. Fantastic. Well, thank you, Marina Lenny, for joining us on today's show. If our listeners are wanting to get hold of you, where should they go? They can go to my website, www.unshackledcareerwoman.com. They can also find me on LinkedIn. They can just uh, search my name, Rinalini Garf, and I would be happy to connect. Rinalini, once again, thank you so much for being on the show today. It's been a real pleasure talking to you. Thank you for having me, Dennis. And I want to say your mission you know, of reaching out to the world right? Having them hear your voice because what you have to share, what you are doing is so important. So I'm so excited for all the people that you would be interacting with, listening to you because, wow, I mean, what a gem, you know, the knowledge that you'd be sharing is just amazing. So I had fun speaking with you. It was just great. Thank you for having me. Thank you. It's been a real pleasure. So thank you for those kind words. And also thank you for, for being a guest. Listeners, well, hope you've taken a lot of notes here today. Don't run after someone else's dream. Run after your own one and have fun. Hey, listeners, what we as leaders know to be true is that change is constant. Change is incredibly scary, especially with the unknown and unfamiliar territory. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing. Look out for the episodes as they're being released. Download them, have a listen, put a review and a rating. Feel free to share them with your friends, your family, and your network. Hey, if there's any feedback you'd like to give me about the show, or if there's a question you have for the Ask Dennis Freestyle episode, then send me an email, dennis at leadingchangepartners.com. Hey, listeners, it's always a pleasure being with you. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, bye for now. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Leadership is Changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsas. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change, inspiring executives and leaders to adapt and lead a bigger game in a fast-moving world. 